A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business can make a change. We need a new generation of thinking. Your way of thinking. Start different at GoDaddy.com. COVID-19 patients need your help. If you've fully recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have the antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients recover. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today to schedule an appointment to donate blood. That's V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot Help save lives and schedule your appointment at Vitalant.org. You could help save lives. This is an ode to Napa Cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa Cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa Cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. Hey, everybody. I'm joined today by Adam Gisuero. He is the founder and creative director of Image Conscious Studios, a great branding and design firm located in Boston. And we have a really fun discussion today. So I hope you'll stick around. Talk a little bit about some of the work that you guys have done. I mean, you've done a lot of B2B brands. People in Boston will actually recognize a lot of your work and probably mm-hmm. not know that it's your work because you've done a lot of stuff with cool restaurants in the Boston area. Yeah. But you've worked with a lot of B2B brands, other types of B2C. So can you just talk a little bit about sort of your client base and your breadth of work and some of the stuff you're most excited that you've been able to work on? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's the restaurant thing, we used to do a ton of those. We still do. We do a handful a year. But that's actually something we're kind of spinning off a little bit into another sort of project. Because oh, cool. those have become a real thing. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's sort of, there's a sort of rinse and repeat quality. But it's a real brand thing. I mean, I've always really respected your agency because you had that cool. I mean, like, it's such a visible thing. And yeah. restaurants, like, yes, they're largely defined by their food, but they're defined by the experience you have. And that's a brand. And so you've it done is. a really good job, I think, of like, branding many of these restaurants and some notable restaurants that people have loved. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No, absolutely. And those tend to be, yeah, those are like very high in the creative factor, a lot of fun. And, you know, we love those when we can come in and really touch the in-store experience as well. So we'll do like the murals or the, you know, beyond just sort of like the brand and the menus and stuff like that. You know, for us lately, a lot of, we have been really doing a lot of B2B work. So a lot of kind of Boston area and beyond like tech startups. Yep. Again, sort of in that Goldilocks zone of, of they're really evolving. They're really ready to kind of like grow up and take their brand and digital presence seriously. A lot of kind of biotech as well, which mm-hmm. has been really cool. So these are people who are just doing amazing stuff. So like Ginkgo Bioworks is one of our clients for the past few years. And they're just, I mean, it kind of blows my mind the stuff that they're doing with yeah. like that's Again, cool. They're like, like having an impact on the world. They're having an impact on the world. Yeah. And that's actually become, you know, I'm not saying we wouldn't work for sort of a, a kind of just a second. An evil corporation. Brand. Yeah. But that being said, it's becoming sort of part of what we really like is when somebody's having an impact. It doesn't even have to have an impact in the world. Even if it's B2B, you're having an impact on somebody else's business. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You know, so we like when the work we're doing is helping people do their job better and it's impacting people's lives. Yep. But anyway, 
you know, Ginkgo's doing really cool stuff. We just launched this new brand that they're doing. So they're, they're spinning off a lot of new companies as well. So we've had the opportunity to help them develop those brands. And they're putting out this cool new publication. It's called Grow. It's actually, they actually started print first, but it launched at a conference earlier this fall to like really great reception. And now we're building out like a digital platform for it. So that's going to be this really content driven thought leadership kind of based like digital platform for really kind of like cutting edge thinking on like synthetic biology and things like that. So that's one that we're really pretty excited about, pretty jazzed about. And then we still love like lifestyle brands too, because they have a, it's just sort of like a different need, yeah. you know, that kind of like B2C need. And there's almost more of a, like, they lean on their website even more, right? Because maybe they're selling product or they're converting, you know, signups like constantly. So they yep. need that constant presence. So those are the kind of projects that I get really excited. That's super cool. I have like two more questions. So, I mean, do you ever get involved in these projects with clients and they're like worrying about how they're going to like measure it after? Do you ever have to deal with that where they're like, how are we going to measure if it worked or if it's good? Or like, how do you navigate that stuff? Because I think, look, I am like this very left brain thinker who's come out of, you know, digital marketing organizations and demand gen organizations that are incredibly analytical and measure everything. And I love that stuff. But I almost think that we obsess about it too much and people have to get a little bit more comfortable with some of the squishy stuff and the correlation versus the causation and the gut instinct that like, I mean, yeah, you know, again, with the rebrand, it was really hard to point to like, was it effective? You're like, I don't, it's like, you know, I mean, do people know who we are? Do they have a good relationship with our brand? Sure, you can measure that kind of affinity and stuff, but I think it's hard to measure. And and I'm okay with that. But I think some people get really wrapped around the axle on that stuff. No, I think that's a good point. I would say, I think we actually kind of come at it from the other side. So I think because of how people maybe think of us as this kind of creative shop, I find that I'm often driving that conversation early on. Like, how are we going to measure success? What does success look like? What are the sort of metrics we're, we're going to put in or the OKRs or however we're going to kind of define it? Because a lot of times people will come to us and, and they're just like, we just know that the brand's not doing what it needs to do. It's not telling our story. Like they come at us yeah. with a squishy problem. And what I've really wanted to kind of pivot into is how can we take, because we know at the end of the day, we're going to deliver something beautiful for you or, you know, effective in that way, yeah. in that sort of emotional kind of resonance kind of way. How do you measure that? To me, that's the challenge with our work. So I'm always looking to find ways that we can agree to with the client. Let's set three to five measurable goals. It could be as much as the CEO is really psyched about it and he's talking about it on the golf course. Or, you know, my CMO just got promoted and, you know, like maybe it's that, you know, maybe it's just that people now have this kind of feeling towards us and we can, that's something we can start to measure. You know, sometimes there's obviously some quantifiable things like, is it a lead gen tool? So how great, how many demos are we signing up? How many resources are we downloading? Like we'll look for those and use Google analytics and crazy egg and all kinds of cool tools like that to kind of measure that stuff. But yeah, it's just, I'll, I'll say people tend to not come at us with a real set of like quantifiable metrics they're trying to hit. It tends to be, they come at us with the squishy problem and we're trying to get in there and say, How are we going to know that we did this? Like, we know we're going to do it, but how are we all going to agree that this was successful? If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. So my final question for you, because I think, you know, I'm a marketer and I know a lot of marketers and a lot of marketers probably listen to this. Like, And I have a very strong point of view about being a good agency 
customer, like being a good client and how to engage properly with an agency, how to take a step back and let them do the work, how to like manage the internal stakeholders so that you're not trying to deal with like 12 different opinions, but like any like words of wisdom for the marketers out there that need to engage an agency for big project work and like what you love to like deal with in terms of like whether it's style or approach or like briefing or anything at all that like makes your job, frees you guys up to do what you guys are great at instead of dealing with a bunch of crap? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah. You know, our best clients kind of think about in terms of like the stakeholders, right? That sort of like VP of marketing or, or whomever, they have a vision of, and they have clarity around who they are. So they can really be a voice for their brand. A lot of times what's happening is, is that we're not, I mean, we never are coming in and telling them who they are, right? It's like, we're just extracting that information and listening to it and sort of like distilling it back and saying it's this, right? And we're bringing clarity around that. So somebody who's excited about it sees the value in what brand can do. You know, they're not coming into it begrudgingly or because they're like, well, I have to do this. You know, creative um, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a vision. They're excited. But then is really aware that they do need to kind of, I'm not going to say step out of our way because it's a collaborative process. Like we we don't just don't go into a bunker and do our work, right? It's a lot of like regular check-ins and meetings and stuff. So they can make themselves available to us. But yeah, in general, they're sort of like briefing us. They're excited. They're sharing their vision with us. And then they're letting us kind of do our thing. They're coming back. we're, We're sharing it together. We're iterating. They're listening to us. Right. And at the end of the day, it's their decision, but we're going to guide towards what we think is the right decision. So it's, I think people who are, again, excited about it, they have a vision and they have a sort of collaborative partnership yep. approach to it. I think yep. tends to be the, what we just love to work with. And yep. those are the kind of people we want to work with for years. Of course. No, no, that that makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, I guess I asked the question because I've been on the other side where I know that I'm working at a company that's a nightmare client for an agency. And it's never my fault, just to be clear. It's always because I've got some CEO behind me who's like being really handsy with stuff and doesn't understand how the work gets done, doesn't understand how long it takes, doesn't understand the process, doesn't understand how hard it is to make that little tiny change that he wants to make, right? And so like, you know, I've always kind of taken it and like fallen on the sword because I'm like, I'm not going to let you ruin my agency relationship that I'm probably going to need later in my career. Like I want these people to want to work with me again. I want, you know, some agencies like it's hard to get on their timeline for doing stuff and you don't want them to be like, oh, they were, they sucked last time. We don't want to do this project. (laughs) Right. And so I tend to be very protective of that relationship that I have with an agency. And I try to minimize the noise coming from the company that I'm trying to have worked on for. But I know I've seen the frustration in the eyes of someone like yourself before when you're just like, oh my God, like this is, I'm, we're never going to make you happy. We're never going to get it right. Like yeah. what you're asking for is impossible. So I, yeah. you know, I'm fully sensitive to that. Now, well, I mean, I've having worked with you, I could, I could definitely vouch for all that. I mean, you're, you're a fantastic <laughs> client. And I think, you know, you bring up a good point of that sort of like gatekeeping, which is yeah. really, it's hard to nail it because at the end of the day, you've got your project team, but then you, there's always those sort of like the orbit of other stakeholders, like the CEO, who's certainly not going to attend every meeting that we're doing probably. And she's maybe not going to really be privy to all the work that we're doing, but needs to be briefed at different points, right? And needs yeah. to kind of have a voice and buy-in and our best sort of client contacts know how to sort of manage that person and keep he or she in the loop and just enough yep. to avoid this sort of like swoop and poop, you know, or that sort of like, or 
the worst is when the drive by the drive yeah, by. Exactly. You know, we're like, I love that. We just did four months of work and we all aligned on it. And now yeah. somebody swooped in and is like, what is this? I don't like it. And it's like, it's no, no, you, you, I don't like that color. I don't like that thing. That's yeah. ugly. Oh, it's yeah. the worst. So, so, yeah. so that's another really important is like, yeah, how that client can sort of yeah. manage their stakeholders so that again, they need a voice, right? Like the company mm-hmm. needs a, those people need a voice, but they can't be present all the time. That's a super invaluable asset for any client. And some of these dynamics are like, look, if you're in an unhealthy relationship and there is someone tyrannical running around, like that's a really hard thing to manage. And I don't claim to say like, oh, you should just figure out how to minimize that person because I've been there and I know that can be an impossible situation. But I do Mm -hmm. think like, you know, I do think like the point of contact for an agency is really important when we think about the efficiency of the project and getting the output you want. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of it rests not on you, but on me as the marketer in charge of this project on the other side, on the client side, right? So yeah, I don't, I, tons of respect for you because I, I'm sure it's not all roses on the, you know, on the client side all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, we do our best and we've, I mean, for the most part, we've, you know, had fantastic clients throughout our years. We've had a handful of bad experiences and we've walked away from those client relationships because it starts to burn my team out. We're a small team. And you know, you, you use that word relationship. That's an important word. At the end of the day, it's a relationship thing, right? Like we yep. need to trust each other. Like we need to like each other enough to communicate regularly and be transparent with cool. each other. And this is so. the this is the thing I want to end on. And it's about mutual respect. And I think so, there are, I've definitely seen cultures within, you know, companies and I've only worked really in B2B, but where are they like, they believe the agency is just this like service, you know, function that they're there to like serve them or something. And it's like, no, this is like a partnership. Like you're now an extension of our brand, an extension of our team that's like helping us to take this thing to a new height. And we should be unbelievably Absolutely. respectful of that relationship. And I've seen it not be handled like that. And it makes me, itchy. I hate that because I just think it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, like I think about the work that I've done with great agencies and they have helped me to realize something that I couldn't do in house. Like that's such a huge benefit and a huge value and I should respect that. So yeah, no, right on. I can't disagree with any of that. I, you know, I'll say I found that it tends to be on the B2C side in my experience where it tends to be a little bit more of that vendor mindset. So we work hard yeah. to shift that. And it could just be that B2C brands might just have like a deeper sort of like stacked set of vendor partnerships. Yep. And a lot of times it, things are more decentralized as well. So you're sort of like moving across different departments in a way, whereas our B2B experience has tend to be a little bit more focused. And I think that marketers on the B2B side really do tend to see the value of what the sort of like their vendor or rather creative partnership can can bring to there. So that comes through. Yay, B2B. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been a super fun conversation. I love talking about creative things and brandy things and things like that. And I can't say enough good things about Image Conscious Studios. They do great work. They're fun to work with. They're quick. I think you guys are like some of the speediest folks I've ever worked with, which is awesome. And not always, I'm not promising speed, but they can be great. They're they're agile (laughs) and small. And Adam, I hope we don't go another you know twelve years before we see each other. Uh, Fun fact: Adam and I live like I don't know as the crow flies, fifteen miles away from each other. Maybe if that, if that, if that, I could probably run there. I live in Essex, Massachusetts. Adam lives in Marblehead, Massachusetts. When our families both moved to the North Shore from East Boston, where we had all previously inhabited this condo place, where actually Adam's agency is now based out of. That's correct. His old condo, which is really. Cool. It's a really, really cool old sort of artist community. When we all moved up here to the North Shore, I was like, we'll hang out all the time. We're so close. We never see each other. And that's how you know you're old. It's, we have kids. We're, yeah. 
We're tired. We're tired. We had dinner at 530. We're busy. Yeah. But it's not for lack of love. And you know. No, it's not. No. Well, this was really fun. I'm glad we got to do this. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. This was a blast. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Adam. I know I had a lot of fun talking to him. And I hope you'll join me next time when I have Julie Zadow on the show. Julie is a CMO in residence for Demand Spring and has been a fractional CMO uh, for a long time. So we're going to talk about when fractional CMO work makes sense, what the value of that is, and also dive into some of her experiences as a marketing leadership executive coach. So really excited for that conversation. Hope you join me then. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home-free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.